Welcome back to Talk and Shopify, the e-commerce strategy podcast for businesses serious about growing their brands. Brought to you by Zyber, New Zealand's leading e-commerce experts and Shopify Plus partner, we'll be here every week with a new episode to help you uncover the secrets to scaling your business for long-term growth. We'll share our knowledge and insider tips with the help of some amazing industry guests. Let's talk shop. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talking Shop with Zyber. Always joined by myself, Waldo, and you may see that we've got David back on the couch. Welcome back, David. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you very much. And listen to that Good voice, to be back. Eh? Honestly, <laughs> it's got such a radio voice. And uh, for those watching, you may see that we're also joined by Robert Gibson and um, Alex uh, Alex Babich, um, and we will get into a little bit more about that. Today's episode is about Klaviyo and email marketing and marketing automation. And so this is something that you yourself has been, have been using quite a lot with you know, our customers and getting some amazing results out of it. Absolutely. So, And also, obviously, Klaviyo is a sponsor of the podcast series as well. And so we wanted to ensure that you know, we give them the airtime they deserve. First of all, mate, Rob, I know you didn't invent Klaviyo, but I just want to thank you so much for whoever <laughs> came up with Klaviyo because... Um, it has really, really helped a lot of our mm-hmm. clients do its very, uh, very successful numbers, and um, especially in this world that we live in today, which we'll get into a little bit. But I thought, do I say, do I say you're welcome? Uh, or... Yeah, please do. <laughs> Take it <laughs> no, and run right. with it. I, um, I thought maybe for those who've been living under a rock and have no idea what Clavio is, I don't think there's going to be many, but it's probably a good place for us to start. So maybe you can just give us a little bit of an intro. Also, maybe at the same time, Rob, if you could also just uh, give people a bit of, uh, give the listeners a little bit of background on yourself, mate. Sure. Um, let's start with start with Clavio. Um, and it's really refreshing to hear it pronounced correctly. So absolutely nice. nailing that. Um, in, <laughs> it took when me I only was... about 18 months uh, before I started pronouncing it properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, been, the Clavio. I've been corrected. Yeah, yeah. I've been corrected into submission as well, Clavio. <laughs> yeah. um, so with us, think a customer platform that can ingest, unify, store, query, analyze customer data from any integrated source from any period of time with little to no configuration required. So to add on top of this, you've got reporting, predictive analytics, uh, machine learning tools that deliver omni-channel experiences at scale across email, SMS, push, and social. That's Clavio. So we're aiming to kind of be the glue between disparate systems uh, and disparate data sources that are plugged into your e-commerce offering. Um, we are available across all major platforms. Uh, we do obviously work very tightly with Zyber and the Shopify community as well. And we have over 220 plus integrated third-party apps that can pipe data into Clavio to help you be more personalized in your marketing. So this is something I know David's nodding along. He's very uh, experienced in, in dealing with Clavio. In fact, David, I mean, you're probably interchangeable, if not have much better knowledge of our own product. Um, so I'm actually quite excited to be doing a podcast with you on that front, which is... Ooh, which is pressure great. is on now. <laughs> yeah, any question I don't want to handle, I'll be, I'll be pushing your way. <laughs> um, a bit about me. Uh, so Rob Gibson, yeah, I work for Clavio. Uh, I was the uh, first employee um, in the APAC market for Clavio, and I joined here February of 2021. Um, I have loved every minute of it so far. I now have a team, which is really exciting. So there's lots of local uh, new faces in, in, in the Sydney office. And we service the broader APAC markets, not just ANZ2. So think customer success, support, sales, marketing, everything that's needed from a core ingredient perspective to 
to help a business accelerate and, and handle our existing customer base or new customers too. Um, my own personal expertise, I've been in and around e-commerce for some time now. Um, I'd say probably nudging nine years. Predominantly, most of my working experience in e-commerce would have been within um, the UK based in London where I was kind of thrust into it. I was um, <laughs> the first employee in that market for a, um, a shipping logistics company called Tamando. And we were very uh, prominent in the Magento space, actually. Uh, and then that was a, an acquisition that took place. And I ended up at Nosto. It's a head of partnerships for UK and Ireland. They're a fantastic personalization business mm. still in the game. If you've what? not heard of them, I implore you to go and have a look at them. Sure. Um, found my way to Klarna payments uh, and uh, deferred payment methods working in London. And I, I took on another first and moved here as um, one of the first employees for Klarna based out of Sydney. So I've, I've come home uh, effectively to to commit yeah. my time to e-commerce and business here and, and I'm loving it at Clavia. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for that. It's such a good intro. And then for those watching, and you'll probably hear this in a second as well, Alex Babich, maybe Alex, if you want to give us uh, and the listeners a little bit of background on yourself and um, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go into that afterwards. No problem, guys. Um, so I'm Alex Babich. I'm one of the founders of a business called Kalani Kinis. We're an Australian swimwear brand. Uh, I started the brand with my wife about eight years ago. My wife's name is Danny. Uh, she was a psychologist and I was an accountant. And uh, we started it as a side hustle, <clears throat> basically hoping to make 20 or 30 grand a year where we might be able to do some more travel and go to Hawaii or do something else. So it was really started out of a passion just to, I don't know, just to kind of give us a little bit more freedom. Um, the, you know, it was one of those kind of very, uh, <laughs> probably heard very, very, few, very, very, sorry, you probably heard the story a few too many times, but um, she was reading four hour work, which was, was really the impetus for her starting to look great to, you know, yeah, an amazing book. And it just kind of was really, I think it's a book that's very current even now, but, you know, I think eight years ago, it was just so ahead of its time and really opening everyone's eyes to, you know, what Shopify was and, and Alibaba and all these things. Um, so, you know, if you ever go listen to Timothy Farris, um, to even talk about how like closely intertwined they are with the Shopify team, it's just very yeah. cool to kind of, you know, to see it all kind of blossom out of that. And um, so, you know, eight years in, um, it's definitely more on a side hustle. We've got a team of about 40 people now. Uh, we distribute uh, men's and women's swimwear um, globally. Uh, we about 90% direct-to-consumer, but we have a 10% wholesale business, and we work with partners like ASOS and uh, Tilly's. These are all big uh, retailers in North America and the UK, mm -hmm. if listed. And, um, and, yeah, we have a, we have a very... Yeah, very broad D2C business in Australia, and and um, and we have a team of forty people, and it's just nuts all the time. And we use Clavia, and we love them. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, I read some of the background, and I think in two thousand and fifteen, you just mentioned you wanted to do sort of twenty or thirty grand. I think you did like quarter of a million, didn't you? And uh, bring yeah. that into last year, you're now doing twenty million plus. Which look, congratulations, mate! That's a that's amazing Thank you. story. Yeah, I'm sure it keeps you, Thank you keeps you on your toes, and you probably work twelve hours a day instead of what you were looking for to actually do less work. You're probably doing a little bit more work now. <laughs> Correct. That four hour work week was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a life. That's right. But he's um. You know, it was. I think the the business has really expanded, and it's been it's been fantastic. We just closed our books. We just 
Um, we just smashed through 21 million on 30 June. So we're Amazing. just kind of going to have a bit of a party in a couple of weeks. Um, cool. Yeah, it's been one hell of a ride. It's been awesome. Should be able to fly to Hawaii every now and then. Uh, with, uh, <laughs> well, I've, those I've got something booked for November. I've got nice. something booked for November. <laughs> First holiday I've had in about seven years. Oh, so oof. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So it's very nice. Amazing. And there's so many things about not only your website, your marketing. I, I was mentioning to you just before we went on air uh, about the, the vlogs and so on. You guys keep really busy, but maybe just to frame it up and because we're talking specifically Clavio on this episode, um, how do you think Clavio has really impacted your business and assisted you um, with the growth that you've been able to attain? Yeah, I was reflecting on this a while ago with, a, with an internal member of the team. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. For the first two years of the business, we didn't even collect email. Okay. You know, we were like, we were, we were funny. We were like, you know, it's kind of like one of these like, you know, irons. We just like, you're like, wow, I remember that. That's kind of strange to think. And it was one of those moments where, you know, you're starting off a business, you know, you have that kind of idea. I don't want to get in. I don't want to email people because, you know, I don't want to annoy people. It's like super cliche and like super true in our case. And then about six years ago, we thought, you know what, maybe we should, you know, sign up all these people to Clavio and, and use the system and right now i think you know um the way that i kind of frame it is this is you know uh we we use clavio for all of our outbound advertising really all of our outbound communication with our customers and we use shopify to you know literally host the website and collect checkout but the the two really work so hand in hand and uh, as you get into a bigger business, you kind of realize that you can't do everything <laughs> manually. Um, it's it's it really grinds you to dust. Um, it's why I look like this, you know, after eight years. Um, it's, yeah. So, <laughs> but we really we really lean into Clavio now. We we integrate with things like Loop Return, Gatsby Influencer. We do. Um, we we. We use it so much um, that I think, you know, we used to use um, Shopify Flow to, 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 to cause triggers inside Clavio to send out to customers. It is literally the, um, the wheels, I think, of, you know, of the car that keep it moving. It's really, really important to us. And I would say, you know, it tries to represent that, you know, 30 or 40 um, percent of our business comes through Clavio. I'd say... You know, it's probably more in that um, you, you don't know when someone's going to find you and you don't know which email it is that when you send out a campaign is going to stick. Mm. But, you know, it's keeping top of mind. And so we do, a, you know, obviously an advertising strategy of organic. You know, we do paid and we also do SMS and email. And Clavio just really allows us to, you know, just to, um, I think, be in the customer's mind when they kind of decide it's time for them to buy a new swimsuit. So ours is not an impulse purchase. We really, our kind of goal as a brand is to be the brand you think of when you go, you know what, I'm going to the beach, I'm going to a pool, or I want to do this. You know, our job isn't to convince people to buy then and there. Our job is to be the top of mind when they make that choice. That's nice. Nice, we said. <clears throat> I've got yeah, a question actually. So if you, it, you know, you're talking about kind of the moment that you went, okay, let's start collecting email addresses. Talk us through maybe a little bit of that like realization. And then like, how was that first journey when you first started off with um, using, uh, using Clavio? 
Honestly, I can't remember that much. It was six years ago. I feel like it's a it's a it's a buried past, but I think it's a very it's a very you know it's a very easy story for beginning business owners to tell themselves that no one wants to hear from you, that no one wants to be annoyed. You don't want to annoy people because you get annoyed by emails. I think you have to always you know i think you have to be a fairly optimistic person to start a brand anyway so i think you should really kind of lean into the fact that sure there are some emails that you get which annoy you but there are actually some brands that you love to hear from and you know they just kind of like slide into your inbox just at the right time when they've got something to say so i think it's like just you know when you build a brand or you build a business it's really like try and represent your customer as best as you can and and you know, obviously don't overdo it and just give them something that's valuable when, when you're coming in. I think, you know, that's easy to say what I just said. It's kind of hard to really um, uh, live is what I would say. I think there's a lot of people that just get very nervous about doing things. And, um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, I think looking back now, I can sign and say, we'll just do it. It's easy. It's not. It, does, it definitely takes effort and time. Um, but, you know, people, you know, you have your goal is to try and find the people that want to, you know, um, transact with your brand in some way. And, you know, to my point, it's like, you know, it might not be right now when they want to talk to you, but it might be in six months time. And then Clavio allows you to just have a, an extended relationship with your customer. And I, I think that's what really is so important about the platform. It's why people should do it. And and I think it's, uh, you know, you're not doing anyone else um, a service by not collecting emails. Put it yeah, that way. Sure. What, I'm going to, I'm going to chime in there. I completely agree with you. Uh, obviously. Um, but what, you know, what you're describing there ultimately is building rapport over, over email. And I also like that you were, you know, totally on, on the money, willing to acknowledge that not everything has to be, you know, a call to action or a prompt to buy. Like you've got some amazing visuals at Kalani Kini's and your brand yeah. tells a story there and it takes you somewhere when you're on the site as well. So you know, you don't often get that across in, 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 you know, the first couple of minutes of dwell time. Maybe someone was in a rush, they didn't purchase. So you do have time after after that to build rapport um, and, and, and you know, focus on that narrative of your brand with people over email. Super cost-effective way to follow up with them and build them into that, you know, life cycle marketing strategy. I think Kalani Kinney's does it exceptionally well. Yeah. And we, you know, some of our biggest emails just on that, like, and you're talking about the, you know, the, the stuff on YouTube, some of our biggest opening emails and we get, you know, I mean, open rates are a little bit funny now with everything after Apple, yeah. but you know, if you're kind of tracking and trying to loosely listen to the, the leaves as they blow in the wind, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we're getting like 40, 50% open rates on brand only emails. So not call to action emails, but open, like opening on, you know, uh, go watch this video or learn about this person in the brand or learn about, you know, this kind of new fabric that we're thinking about launching. What do you guys think? Half of the emails that we send are actually not shop now, buy now. You know, we, we really only run three sales a year um, and we kind of try and, hold that really tight and after that it's very much about brand building and like keeping in front of mind like i said our job is just to be the brand you think about when you go oh swimwear 
this mm. is what we want to do. So yeah, that's what we do. That's how I we think it's, it's so powerful, right? Because I think often merchants are kind of stuck in this, okay, I need to be super sales focused. Like, and, and of course that's important, but actually how you build engagement with your audience is not necessarily through only pushing them, you know, twice a week with an email saying everything is on sale. Um, you know, it's all about how do you build that kind of relationship? And I liken it with well, the example that I usually use is, you know, I bought a, I bought a, a vacuum cleaner, I bought a Dyson vacuum cleaner, and I think they've got the most amazing post-purchase flow because I actually, on the one month mark, you know, on the one week mark, you get a, a video that says, Hey, you know, we hope you're loving your, your vacuum cleaner. And by the way, uh, in case you hadn't figured out how to open it and empty it, this is how you do it. Mm. And then at the one month mark, you have to wash the filter, right? So then there's a, Hey, you know, here's a quick 30 second video that shows you how to wash the filter. But I think actually from a, from a brand advocacy point of view, it makes you feel so much more connected with the brand as a consumer. Cause you're like, wow, these guys are really thinking about me. They're really looking out for me. Um, and it's as simple as a, you know, five line email, um, with a video for something that's relevant to me at that time. Um, mm -hmm. but it's a, you know, that's the kind of stuff, right. That really builds that loyalty and that, that makes me speak about it on a podcast or, you know, yeah, tell exactly. people about it. So. I read a, I really, I read a really amazing marketing book once and it's called jab, jab, right hook. And you've got to deserve to throw that right hook. Right. And I Have feel like you had that book. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. And I think like it, it just speaks to what you were just mentioning there, Alex, which is, you know, you've got high open rates on your branded emails, um, which, you know, if you keep that in a good balance with every now and then throwing a sort of a, you know, asking for the sale kind of email at them, it's almost more deserving to then do that. And you'll probably get a lot more um, engagement as well. Yeah, we, we actually find our biggest sales days like in terms of revenue are always on product releases actually not on the sales events. Like I think sales events allow for, um, you know, maybe like a higher volume of orders to flow through. Sure. So you do get more purchasing action. But in terms of gross dollar value going through the business, you know, it really goes back to building brand, doing collection launches. And, you know, as you say, the currency is if people want to open your emails to know that you're releasing something. Like yeah, that's exactly. that's really the big thing that you kind of have to rely on. And that takes ages to develop. Like I, I know like sitting where I like where we are now, it's like not where most people sit. So I don't want to like talk too like but well, because I don't want to make it seem easy, but it's also it, it is something that if you focus on it, you know, eight or nine years in, it really does pay dividends if you try and do it. I think that's the key. You know, yeah, it's a very slow, steady build. You can't burn through your customer list too quickly. No, I think absolutely. that's the most important. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, just remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com. That's K-L-A-V-I-O.com. Actually, yeah. it's interesting because obviously in the vertical that you're in, um, seasonality plays a, a big part into purchasing, I'm assuming. Uh, just making a, making a safe call, you know, the weather gets <laughs> nice. You start thinking about, you know, hitting the uh, beach. Absolutely. Obviously, you guys, you know, you're, you're selling stuff globally. So you're kind of lucky in that you've got two hemispheres to, to work with, but yeah. you know, have, how have you found that? Like, have you, have you been able to change purchase behavior yeah. in, in winter or? No, nah, we, 
put it this way, like we've been growing so much just by chasing, you know, like not, not, uh, how do I say this? Probably using tailwinds rather than, you know, trying to blow into headwinds. Gotcha. I think when you're, when you're doing seasonality, I think it's really important to understand that like for a business like us, like you can go after those customers um, in a winter time if you want to. I just think when you're looking at a business and its cost structure and, you know, it's not like things are getting cheaper to find customers. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that time trying to find like that one customer that in the middle of winter might be traveling to Bali, which might be more of a thing this year, for instance, but it wasn't <laughs> certainly the case for the last two years, you know, the world mm-hmm. shut down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we really lent into just like chase the sun, follow, follow where summer is. And I think like the big thing that we've kind of noticed is, is that the Northern hemisphere seems to have a longer buying cycle. And the reason for that is typically that uh, from about December to April, you know, a lot of people try and escape winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Like they actually love to travel, right, because it is actually cold there. Whereas in like where we are in Sydney now, it's cold, but it's like, you know, 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to shovel your car, right? So people aren't like desperate to escape. So I think that, you know, you have a longer cycle which to buy into the Northern Hemisphere. And the Southern Hemisphere, they turn on around September and they go through to about Christmas time. And so in a weird way, we're actually busy all year round. We used to have a little bit of quiet time in September. Um, but really, Australia has come like a, it's our, probably our third largest market at the moment. So that's, you know, where it really starts to, to heat up and that's when people start thinking about. So, yeah, I think they probably also seasonally that's what I think there's probably a few more destinations that are closer to them. Like, you know, someone in the UK could quickly switch over to Spain for and get, you know, much better weather even during the winter time, etc. But um, yeah, I actually, when I was New York to the Bahamas, all that stuff. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah, that's it's correct. Thing, right? Yeah, correct. I um, when I was doing a little bit of research, um, I found a quote where you said um, last year actually, if you start a shop online, it's like having a shop in the middle of the desert. You have to make people find you. Now, switching this to today's world, where finding customers is exponentially harder, um, harnessing existing customers and then ensuring they buy again next season is just as, if not more important, right? So, you know, the sure. types of segmentation that you can put in place, the types of flows and um, and how you speak to your customers become even more important. And so, you know, on that sort of segmentation, um, harnessing a, a database of customers, Rob, I don't know if you maybe want to share with the listeners a little bit of the tools that are inside of Clavio that allow you to do that effectively? Yeah. Yeah. And coming off the back of what Alex has already pointed out, you know, in terms of the desert analogy, which is absolutely brilliant, right? Mm. You have to make people come to you, but then also you, you got to try and what you, you want to build a, a community around your brand as well and, and ensure that they come back, right? And that they're interested in it. This is lifecycle marketing 101. So mm. foundationally, there's a few things you need to get set up with. Um, there are your kind of hero flows, like your abandoned browse, abandoned basket, welcome series, those types of things that you should really have. Um, you should have forms equipped on your site to capture consent, not just for email, but also for SMS. Let's not forget we need to have those that express consent there. Um, Kalani Kinis, for example, leverages Clavio for SMS. You're involved in the beta launch of that towards the end of 2021 as well, and, and you use it in the US too. Um, so there's all sorts of other ways in which you can feed this into lifecycle marketing. So, I mean, let's keep going on on that analogy. You're, you're in the desert, right? Mm. When you attract someone there, 
you have to have also other reasons to reach out to them. Again, not everything has to be to do with, you know, a call to action or come and buy from me, but there are the ways in which you can automate personalized communications by capturing other zero party data uh, about this individual, but also taking into consideration things like price drop notifications or back in stock flows, which of may course. be a reason why they never came back to you in the first place. Um, you know, you could do things around geography if you really wanted to, I'm actually curious, and this is a bit of a segue because I know Alex's business has launched menswear recently. And as a man with a rotund chassis, I don't know if, <laughs> if, if I, <laughs> I don't know if I stack up to, 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 to the, you know, to the ideal customer profile, but I, I actually have a question on sort of attracting when we're talking about this, attracting, converting, retaining, you've added almost like a, a separate product arm um, to the business, right? And you were historically, sure. you know, women's wear. Now you've got men's wear. When we're leveraging things in Clavio, like, you know, uh, lookalike audiences, um, syncing your available segments to Facebook and Instagram ads and things like that, what worked for you in terms of procuring more? Am I allowed to ask questions from Zyra? Of course I, you I, can. I want, oh, yeah, I want to know this Definitely. I yeah, ask, absolutely. Like, I mean, they're, I they're how they how relaxing. I mean, let them, let them, they're like, oh, we don't have to yeah, do sit back, here. grab a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my podcast now. This is my podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to the Rob. No, I'm joking. <laughs> so how did you, how did you like ignite that? Because your existing its audience base, you know, you know, maybe, wasn't buying menswear or interested oh, in this content. It, you know, it's it's super funny here, Alex. We've tried to launch a lot of products over the years. Like, you know, we've always tried, we're always trying a new segment, new product categories. Men's was a funny one. So um, I, I basically built our menswear line because I was tired of not being able to wear any of our products. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, public. it's not in public anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I, I really just tried to build something that was great for men. Um, you know, we do like all this like amazing stuff on the inside of the board short to make it, you know, with this like great lining. And it, and it's, it was a it was a product category which, if you think back to, yeah, it really hasn't innovated for forty years. Like you know, you go to a surf store, I don't think anything has really changed. And it was like, so we were just like, how do we do a few different little things like that? And then. I said, oh, we'll launch a couple pairs of it. And, you know, we decided to do a couple of things. We decided to make some very, like, um, like very male-focused ones. And then we decided to make some that were matching with female swimwear. And actually, it ended up being that the first cohort of men's that sold were all women buying for their their, um, their husbands or boyfriends or, so, yeah. you know, someone in their in their family. Which I think, you know, goes back to that whole thing. Like we had a a large female audience and I think the general stats that go, which I don't have a paper in front of me, this is just anecdotally what I've read. Um, like, you know, I think a lot of ladies buy a lot of the wardrobe for their partners. And so we just kind of lent into that. You know, my, uh, I have a wife, she tries to uh, clothe me in ways that she wants to. So I, we just kind of like lent into that. And we like, it was very stereotypical, but it really actually worked. And, you know, we found that the matching sets went really well. And, and as we've kind of, as men have kind of been introduced to the line, we've now felt, you know, we've now found Brian and Zach and, and Michael coming back to buy like two or three pairs on their own. So it's really, you know, it was just kind of, you needed something to for you know to step off onto and like we we really leveraged the ones that we had 
And, um, you know, they've started buying uh, since then. And we don't really advertise to men online. I think we kind of, I think men are really, uh, and I think of myself as like, you know, my customer, like I know the brands that I like for my specific items in my wardrobe. I think men are really, really different to women in that way. Like I think men, like once it's in their brain, they like this brand and it's good. You basically almost want to leave them alone. Like they're actually like a very different breed of customer. Um, But we do try and target some of the stuff, but you know, so you can't, for us, it's a bit more complicated because you can't say, well, if they bought men's, they are men half the time it's ladies. So, you know, it's really like, you know, I know, Clavio has that um, based on the name Take thing. The thing you can, mm. Yeah, yeah, you can do all that. Um, we just haven't done it yet because the menswear, it's about a year old and, and now represents a good chunk of the business, you know, and it was a great way of increasing average order value, which I think was like a really big thing for us too. Like we don't really want to find a lot of men um, to buy just the board shorts. It's a great way if you can get people to bundle and mm. so buying women's and men's together, it's actually a really effective way of, you know, building the business on that way. Because, you know, we were getting like a $75 increase in average order value just awesome. from a pair of board shorts. <laughs> I love the idea of matching swimwear. Eh? I'm not sure my wife and I would go to the, to the beach <laughs> like in it. the same swimwear. But... You wait, man. You wait. She sees it. She might. She might. I'll send her a code just to make sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But I guess there's many other ways, right? Other than only because, because yeah, I can definitely appreciate that, and we see that quite often um, in the kind of fashion vertical as well. That a lot of the menswear product is actually women buying it. Um, yes. I don't know. I'm, I must be like an unusual one because I definitely go shopping for myself. My wife has uh, has <laughs> never too. dressed me. She how tall? How tall are you, though, David? Six foot seven. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's taking yeah. a chance on six foot seven. <laughs> no, she's like, I'll leave you to do that. Actually, usually when I'm in Europe, it's like a great time to buy tops that are not croc tops so uh, <laughs> but but i guess um you know there's obviously other ways as well right so you can look at people that have looked at um, menswear products and and kind of segment customers based on that is is that sort of what you what you've done in the clavio yeah, side yeah we we've done a lot in clavio to do things exactly like you're talking about we've also done a few like post purchase things where it's like if you include a pair of men's board shorts in the order we'll do things like that are different for those customers as well mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's a part of the business where you're actually starting to grow so we we have we're gonna have like two or three people that just manage all the internal parts of clavio for our business pretty soon because it's such a big part. We have about 250,000 emails. And I think maybe Nuts. across all of our websites, maybe 40 or 50,000 people on an SMS. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot to do. And it's a lot to think about in terms of, you know, when you fire this flow, they're not getting like 14 different, you know, emails from 14 different people at the same time. You know, so it's actually kind of becoming a, quite a complicated web. But I think, you know, if you're starting out, like to Rob's point, like the big things are that welcome flow. And we do a pretty comprehensive one. We do like an eight or nine email welcome flow, which is really like long um, uh, and to be refreshed to probably make it even longer. And we, we do a lot of things about the brand, where it started, what we do, some of the sustainability practices that we have. We really go deep into it because we're like, well, it's really hard to get someone to come to their website and spend that time reading that information. Um, 
but it's really important to educate the customer. And so we do that. We do a lot of abandoned cart sequencing, but a lot of it's not code driven. The first couple of emails are literally uh, just a text-based email, which everyone should have. Yep. It basically goes out an hour after, you know, someone abandons cart and it's just a simple email from a girl named Jess, which says, Hey, just saw you were doing something. Do you need any help? You know what I mean? And basically is the way you, you can abandon, you, you'll get the same, you'll, you'll get the email. And it's unbelievably successful for us because, you know, so much of what we figured out from talking to our customers were, yeah, and and it's pretty like, it's pretty normal, I think, with apparel, you know, sizing, returns and exchange, like, is it going to fit? You know, and if you just, so many businesses choose not to reach out, but, you know, the person that actually gets back to you is a really high intent customer. Are you, are, so you, it's not, are you automating the, the handling of those? So, like, if someone responds to an abandoned card email for you guys, what, where is that going? Is that going into your help desk? It's going into Gorgeous at the moment, and we are manually responding to that. But like I said, you, yeah. you think that it's a lot, and it's probably, like, the third or fourth highest ticket mm. inside our Gorgeous stack. But it's actually, like I said, it's the most high-intent customer you'll find. Mm-hmm. We also have like the sizing questionnaire on our thing where you know someone can email in all their stuff and ask for sizing help. And we give them the most analytical, detailed, like, oh my God, response. Because if someone, again, the psychology of it is if someone comes to your website asking for that help and wants to fill in that form, yep. they're not looking for a quick, oh yeah, you'd be size S, bro, move on. Like they want mm. the details, you know. So we really try and like, we have all of this pre-made and macros inside of our gorgeous. So it's not like we're building from, you know, ground zero every time. Nice. So, you know, based on the, based on wherever customers come in, whether it's the, you know, order abandoned cards or it's that sizing question and we have different macros based on where you come because that customer is a different kind of psychology to, to deal with. I've, I, I really like that you mentioned that. I wanted to mention this earlier, but forms and surveying and collecting information, right? Like learning as much as you possibly can about your audience is, is paramount to, you know, longevity in this space, particularly on the lifecycle marketing side. Mm. And, and one of my favorite examples of another customer that has their own, I mean, it's incentivized, right? You can call it progressive profiling if you want, but it's, it's mostly just a form up front. And, um, it's capturing so many custom profile properties that can be stored in Clavio. It's the perfect shorts quiz. And they're asking, they're selling athleisure, you know, what do you, what do you wear this for? Are you a CrossFit person? Are you, you know, are you a runner? Um, is it just general weights training? Do you like your shorts above the knee, below the knee, you know, cargo, whatever it is, yeah. um, male, female color. And all of that information goes into not just personalizing their experience, but you can layer that into other business knowledge, right? Like, you, you know, maybe Alex, you, I don't know if you have this issue as a business, maybe you're selling everything, but you can get into a pattern where maybe there's a bit of dead stock or there's something from last season that needs to go. Next thing you know, you've got a, a readily ready-made segment based on custom profile properties that you've collected about those individuals. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of all these above the knee medium black shorts for CrossFitters. And here is the best, most personalized discount for these guys <laughs> to shift that out. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't gone to that detail yet. <laughs> so we do actually sell all of our stuff. We're quite fortunate. Um, awesome. We're, we're facing the, the opposite problem where we can't keep up with demand. That's probably our big issue. And like, that's mm. probably the, it's a very common issue with fast growing brands. But we, we are going to do stuff. I think what's really exciting about 
not just Klaviyo. I think Klaviyo is great and to do it with, I think it's also a really interesting part of Shopify Metafields for customers to do this stuff now as well. Um, so we're looking at building very specific forms and quizzes, saving that data inside Klaviyo and in Shopify as a customer Metafield. Really, really helpful from a gorgeous, you know, tech stack perspective where if someone's given their size before, you don't have to go back to the old emails to find it. It really helps your customer team do it. Yeah, it helps yeah. you personalize what your messaging out to that customer is. So, and it also gives you a reason for Clavio because, like, you know, if you think about it, I don't know how you guys are feeling about this, but like my like a female's body and my body, like I go, I fluctuate in weight and size every six to 12 months. Right? And I'm like, having a good week, I'm having a bad month, you know? <laughs> and so actually it kind of gives you a reason to stay in touch with your customer as long as they can see the value, which is like, hey, you know, you've been around with us now for, you know, three years. You know, are you still looking for this? Are you still this size? You know, how do you, and I think that gives you a reason to constantly refresh that, stay in touch with your customer. And I think something like Clavio um, actually will allow that, which is what's really important about the platform too. Yeah, I completely agree. I think actually for me, part of the, the beauty of the Clavio product is the fact that, you know, you can hold all of that data in one place. So it really becomes like that source of truth out of which you can, you know, create the segments. But I think, um, yeah, as, as you sort of mentioned there, Rob, you know, getting zero party data, but but even that's, that's you know, pre-purchase, but also post-purchase because um, I've got quite a few customers now where, you know, during the reviews, we're asking all those extra questions, right? Because we want customers to be able to find um, kind of, you know, and filter reviews for themselves like you know gone are the days where you'd read every single review right when you get to a page with like three thousand reviews you can't read them all so you need to have some kind of way where you can filter down and try and you know look for people like you so maybe in the yeah maybe in, in fashion you know that's about okay what size did they purchase how tall were they and i know one of my um, merchants we actually put in there like oh is it how's the sizing is it right um and how yeah, tall are we you? do that um, yeah, exactly. But when how tall are you? Because like you know, they're selling jumpers, and it's like, well, if I'm six foot seven, which I am, like that's actually quite important because you know I can buy stuff that fits me, like you know, around me, but it's like a crop top. So understanding how other customers have experienced that is is really powerful. But then storing that data back in Clavio to be able to segment on later on is is obviously you know. Super I'd powerful. love to see you in a crop top, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like every pair of socks are sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening. This episode was so great we had to make it into two parts. Tune in for next week's part two of Growing a Brand with Lifecycle Marketing. In part two, you'll hear the latest Clavio offerings and evolution of the platform, how to prepare for SMS marketing and more.